0: Welcome to Motherhood Unstressed, a podcast for anyone who wants to let go of stress and anxiety and learn how to be more fully present in life. Each week, I'm speaking with experts in the fields of entrepreneurship, nutrition, mindset, sex, spirituality, and so much more. I'm your host, Liz Carlisle. I'm a writer, a speaker, and an entrepreneur. Through my own struggle to balance the demands of motherhood and life, I discovered that to truly be happy, we need to be present. Your journey to feeling less stressed and more blissfully present in your own life starts right now. Hey guys, in this episode I'm speaking with Precious Kay Williams. She is a counselor and motivational speaker in Atlanta, Georgia, and she is the founder of Simply Passionate Life, which is a lifestyle brand and motivational media outlet for ambitious adults. As the daughter of two Ghanaian immigrants, Precious holds the worldview that we all must treat one another as neighbors in one global community, which I love. Um, And with her platform, she inspires women every single day to lead lives where they're not trying to escape their lives. They're still working for something better, for something greater, um, but they're not running away from their current life experience, which I think is so important to note. It's something that we gloss over all the time. So I think when we are fully aware that yes we're in this spot right now this is not maybe where we want to be but we're here and we're enjoying our time our day our minutes our moments with our family and just everyone in our lives that does change things it does make achieving our dreams achieving our passions possible you know it's, it's i've heard it a million times if you don't correct your mindset in the here and now in the present moment you're never going to get to where you want to be So I'm so excited to share this episode with Precious with you, Um, uh, screenshot it, share it on your Insta story, share it with a friend, leave us a five-star review, all that jazz, um, and enjoy the episode. This episode is sponsored by Motherhood Unstressed CBD Supplements. These are the supplements that I created last year with the intention of helping you battle stress and anxiety naturally. And so many of my customers have reported that they're able to sleep so much better. They're able to wean themselves off of their traditional antidepressants. And of course, this is something that you would talk to your doctor about, Um, but people are doing it every single day. So these are actually working. And we have the CBD capsules with ashwagandha and green tea. And green tea has been shown to help with weight loss, as does CBD. It actually browns the fat that you already have and turns it... Uh, into that fat that's easily metabolized, which is amazing. And um, green tea, obviously, is full of antioxidants and helps with that process. And ashwagandha is amazing for your liver. It helps your liver and your adrenals uh, detoxify and be strong so that you feel your best and live your best life. Head on over to motherhoodunstress.com and purchase yours today. Well, welcome, precious, to the show. I'm so excited that you're here, and I'm so excited to talk about this particular topic. Uh, Just because I know it's so needed and especially as we're in like the dead of winter This is so needed. So welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much, Liz. I really appreciate it
0: Yeah, so why don't we start by giving our listeners a little bit of your origin story and how it led to you Being a coach and a
1: motivational speaker Oh, thank you. I am I'm the daughter of two Ghanaian immigrants. So I've always had um, This understanding of like a global community and that life is way more than just possessions and material things that we find in Western culture. So that's kind of always been a part of my story. But in 2017, um, I had this burning desire that summer that I felt like I was meant for more. My daughter was two years old, I worked from home and I really loved the work I was doing with my family, with my church, my husband, my kids. I felt like there was a, a bigger story that I really wanted to share with people Um, And so in talking to some of my passion partners and friends, they're like, why don't you start a YouTube channel? Because Mm -hmm. you can get to people's homes without having to travel to their homes. And so I stood on that for a little bit. And um, and then like the week of the 2017 election, I decided, you know what? It's time. (laughs) It's time Mm -hmm. to go ahead and launch. You know, it's time to stop being fearful and um, be bold and um, start Simply Passionate Life. So. Started with a YouTube channel and an Instagram page and kind of learned from that point forward what a brand was. (laughs) Uh And so, um, yeah, and I think that was actually 2016. Wow, the years are going by pretty fast. Uh, So we're in 2019 now. So um, that's how my origin of my brand started, very organically, out of a need that I felt I was seeing in the world for people to be more content in the moment and more positive where they were.
0: That's so interesting. And was it, was it that message that you had before you even got started? Or did that kind of evolve from the responses you were getting from the people who are watching your YouTube and following you on Instagram?
1: You know, I think that was really, it, what initially started was I had a lot of colleagues, friends. I was, uh, before I had my daughter, I was personal training. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people I would talk to were just like, I just want to know my purpose. i want to mm-hmm. know what I'm on earth to do. And I, know I would always encourage them, you know, live each day with more passion, with more intentionality and you'll find it, you know, don't spend a lot of time searching for it that you're not living the current life you have. Um, and so that was my message just in that, you know, friend, friendship conversations, small like um, consultations with people. Um, but when I started my channel and when I started my brand, it became more evident that that was really like my heartbeat that I really wanted to show people that you can enjoy the life you're living while you work the life you want. Like there are simply passionate moments in every day. um, But you might be ignoring them in the pursuit of something bigger, greater and what's next.
0: Right. Oh, I just got chills when you said that, because I think it's so true. It's like we do get caught up in the next thing and the next goal. And, oh, look at her over there. She's got the Mercedes and, you know, the perfect kids and all this stuff. And it's like you just miss out on your life and, and feeling good right now. So is, I mean, why do you think that so many people struggle with this? Why is it like you have to constantly put out content, reminding people to check in and be present and be mindful?
1: Wow. Well, on some regard, people will say our hearts are made for idols, right? Our hearts are, Mm -hmm. are made um, with these big empty holes and then waiting to be filled with whatever we can get our hands on. And then in a, Western society, we have so much we can get our hands on. So it's just constant um, uh, spinning of our wheels to get the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. Um, But what I really believe is just that part of it is a healthy ambition. Part of it is a healthy desire to pursue life, right? We want to have, we want to do well. We want to feel self-actualized as a counselor uh, without learning counseling uh, school. We want to be self-actualized. We want to feel like we ended up living our lives and um, hashtag living our best life. Mm-hmm. But uh, the reality is you can't, you have to live in order to even follow through with that um, homage. Like you have to actually live in order to live your best life. And a lot of people are so, um, we're so infatuated with documenting our best life. We're so infatuated with um, assessing and, analogy, uh, and analyzing our best life that we're not actually living it. And so mm-hmm. that's when I had to realize like for me, You know, if I go to dinner with my family, maybe I take a picture, but learning to post it after I leave Mm -hmm. from the dinner, you know, so that I could actually live in that moment instead of being so focused on documenting the moment.
0: I love that you just said that because I think it's so relatable. Like we're all doing it and everyone's doing it. So it feels completely normal. And this is, you know, this is just what people do. So what are like, what are some key things that you share with people to tap into their lives, to be more mindful, to like enjoy those little moments in their day so that, you know, they wake up and they look around and they're like, oh, like, I'm here. Like, this is good. Like, I feel good. And I'm here. Like, what, what
1: do you tell them to do? Oh, that's a great question. Um, and you're so right about it seeming normal because I have an 11-year-old who doesn't have a phone yet. And so her observations of people and things that people do when they have phones is hilarious. So she's like, I just don't get it. Like, they're texting each other and they're in the same room. Like, yeah. you know, so she she really brings some insight. But Some tips that I give, especially for those who participate in my 31-day challenge, is that we wake up every morning with a mindfulness exercise, um, which is composed of asking yourself or or reminding yourself of who you are, what you have, and then going into what you want and what you need. Um, And because a lot of times we just start off with, I need to do this A, B, C, D, and E. I have this much stuff to do on my to-do list. And we don't even take inventory of what we already have and who you really are outside of those things that you have, and outside of those things that you need to do. Um, And so really starting with the mindset, I know it's like such a popular term now, but um, as a counselor by trade, I know that the mind is so powerful. And a lot of times we um, are either very, very focused or very, very aware of our lives and things that we have to do in our lives to the point where we're overthinking. Or we're walking autopilot paying no attention to our Mm -hmm. lives and no attention to the things that we have and things that we need. So that's one of the main ways I encourage people to be very intentional about starting their day that way. Um, And then the second way is that I always say um, every every moment is a message. You just have to pay attention. So sometimes when things are not necessarily going the way you want or when things are going great, consistently ask yourself, what am I learning in this moment? Uh, that question can turn a horrible day into a productive you know, opportunity and it can turn a great opportunity into like a meaningful lifelong memory. You know, if you can really assess in, as soon as possible within that moment, what are you learning? What is this teaching me? hope that makes sense. But. I love that. No,
0: absolutely. And I think whenever we get really curious about what's going on in our day to day, like it, it brings the emotionality out of it. Like, And you can look at a situation and be objective because you're just you're just being curious about it. And it's like you're watching it as an outsider. And that, to me, is super empowering because I'm, I'll be in my morning and it's crazy and we're running late and we're trying to get breakfast. And if I feel myself start to like tighten up and start to get stressed out and I can just stop for a second and think like, okay, Liz, like, why are you so upset right now? Like, is it really that yeah. big a deal? Then it's like, ugh, my shoulders drop and I'm like, I'm back, you know, like I'm back in the moment and it's okay. Like that's empowering, right. you know? And so many people need that reminder, just that little tiny moment where they can turn it around. And like, you turn your whole day around.
1: Yeah, it's so true. And I think it's funny that you said that when you said stop for a moment and like ask yourself, you know, why are you so upset? A lot of us don't have, and my pastor talks about this all the time, don't have any margin in our lives. So mm-hmm. we don't even have a moment to ask ourselves right. or to give ourselves a moment because we overpack our day, overstuff our day. And especially if you're talking about women um, who may be uh, um, single and multifaceted, have multiple uh, roles and um, mm-hmm. responsibilities, married. And dealing with you know that dynamic, or married with children, and dealing with those those tri- triple threat dynamics, right, um, right. you know we have to find a way to schedule you know mindfulness into our day, schedule time into our day. You know, uh, you've all we've all been to those conferences where they have st- uh, sessions back to back with no transition time. Mm-hmm. You're kind of like, how am I going to leave this session at ten o'clock and the next session starts at ten o'clock? Right. Oh you know, and we do that with our lives. We don't book in travel time. We don't book in the time it takes to buckle the kids into the car seat, mm-hmm. you know, so we're rushing, they're rushing, and now they're seeing like, wow, this is what my life is going to be. I'm going to be rushing, you know, I have to move fast. I have to be ahead of, the, ahead of myself, you know, and it doesn't have to be that way, so learning that um, no matter what stage of life you're in, Is so important just to learn how to give yourself a little bit of margin so you do have time and space to say, hey, let me take five minutes because I have it to stop for a second, you know?
0: Yeah, and that's the reality. Like we actually do have the time. It's that intention of grabbing that time. And and I used to call it like stealing time because there was like this level of guilt around it. But it's Mm -hmm. really like, this isn't self-care like this. I mean, it is self-care, but this isn't like, you know, I'm not luxuriating over here. Like this is for my survival and this is You're for right. my family survival. And these kids, our kids are watching us, you know, they're watching how we are. They watch how we be, you know, and, and right. what we model is what they're going to think is okay and think is normal. And like, it's not even like they're going to think about it. That's just what they're going to program, you know, in their, in their software. So,
1: so I love that you true. said that. Yeah. So true, um, the software. I love that. I'm going to steal that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I know. Like, I heard that recently. I'm like, yeah, like, you can change your software. It just takes a lot of work, you know, as mm-hmm. an adult. Um, but, you know, for all the people that you've worked with and counseled, what have been some of the most transformational uh, moments that you've seen just by kind of helping people realize that they have the power to change their lives and be happier and be more passionate in their daily lives? I'm just curious.
1: Yeah. That's a good question. I think a lot of uh, some of the times have been um, with people who did not know they had a problem. Mm. Who they knew they were a little dissatisfied, but they didn't really realize that they had a problem that they could fix. So, you know, I had a mom um, who was in school work. She had like two teenage kids and then like a four year old mm. and, and um, just was really she just thought she had to lo- want to lose weight. Because um, part of my story was I used to be 250 pounds and um, Lost weight naturally, no surgeries um, or anything of that sort, but lost 75 pounds uh, over a course of two years. And so I help women with that aspect of their lives as well. So she just thought, oh, I just need to lose some weight. Once I lose weight, things will be fine. But she started to realize how much she was neglecting that mind space, Mm. how much she has. She believed that she had strong faith, but really was never giving herself an opportunity to, like, stand on that faith and stand on that what she knows about who she is and who she's, what she's capable of. And so just watching that aha moment, like, oh, like, I really haven't been mm-hmm. taking inventory of my life. Like, I really haven't been being grateful for the fact that I'm able to work and go to school um, and I haven't had a nervous breakdown. Like, being able to, like, <laughs> give yourself some credit. You know, and I think that's part of, like, one huge thing I teach is like giving yourself grace. Like Mm. sometimes we have expectations on ourselves that God, you know, doesn't have on us. Like how can you a created being uh, have higher expectations of yourself than your creator? And I think Mm. that a lot of times we do put a lot of pressure on ourselves to be something that um, we were never meant to be, which is perfect. And so those moments are always great for me. Those are the simple moments. I really do cherish the simple moments. They're the big ones where someone is, you know, depressed and then you start seeing them come out of that, you know, those are always amazing, but just those simple moments where people realize, like, wow, adding an extra 10 minutes to my day or waking up an extra 30 minutes earlier, has kind of shifted my whole, you know, life.
0: life. <laughs> I <laughs> yeah. love that you just said that. Oh my goodness. And it's so true, you know, and it's like, it's so hard, I think, for us to take 10 minutes, 15 minutes to bring in that self-awareness and to kind of see, like, I loved when you said you have them, like, write about like who they are? Because I mean, what do, you, what do people typically write when they ask that? Because I think it's such a, a tough statement or a tough question. What do you see come up a lot when, when you ask people to do that in the morning?
1: First of all, it's hard for them. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of the hardest questions. I do that in my speaking. A lot of my workshops as well As asking you to introduce yourself without a role. And so mm-hmm. initially I have to kind of educate them on what that means, you know, because... Uh, we are a very a work-based society, so it um, you know we're not in the caste system formally, but sometimes it feels that oh, way yeah. because you definitely you you lead with what you do, you lead with where you go to school, you lead with your you know marital or your relationship status. Um, it's a lot about status, so teaching that first is key, and then I have them do just simple statements. So um, I give them examples like "I am loved," mm-hmm. "I am enough." I, uh, you know, I was created for more, you know, just something, a simple I am statement to just to ground them in. OK, be, before I see anybody, before I talk to anybody, this is who I am, you know, mm. and it, it can change every day. You know, it's going to change every day and it should be something simple. It doesn't have to be something profound. There's no quiz at the end. Yeah. Um, but just a reminder for yourself that, you know what? before I make a mistake, because I'm going to make one probably before I get to the bathroom. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you know what? I am loved. You know, I, I am overcomer. I am redeemed. If you're um, someone who has that faith, um, um, worldview, you know, like, who are you? Um, and that kind of helps because there's one thing to know something. There's another thing to apply what you know. No. I think a lot of times mm-hmm. we know and if someone was to ask you, like, "Are you are you loved?" Yeah, yeah, of course. But applying that knowledge that you're loved and that you were created for, you know, success and love and and growth and peace and all of these things that I believe God has created us for, um, if you don't apply that knowledge, then you just continue a little life that's not, it's lackluster. It's not free really full with passion.
0: Absolutely. And to say it to yourself, you know, like, how harsh are we? you know, in our self talk to ourselves. I mean, it's everyone that you see anyone in a bad mood, I guarantee you is talking to themselves like 10 times worse. I mean, it's, it's awful. It's a tragedy. And so many people, like you said, aren't even aware of it. So to say I am loved or I am, you know, surrounded by support or, you know, whatever it may be like, that's powerful. And people aren't doing that enough, you know, like, and so to bring that, like right now, you just brought that into everyone who's listening to this into their field of awareness. And I guarantee you, they're going to start doing it. And it's yeah. going to, I mean, it, it'll change your vibration. I mean, yeah. like I just keep going back to that because it's
1: so true. So oh. true. Because a lot of times you start off, I'm tired. Yeah, <laughs> right. You say it to yourself when you wake up like, Oh, I, I could use an extra hour of sleep, you know, and so you're already setting off your day in a a state of discontentment. Right. And so, um, yeah, that definitely goes on. I read somewhere that said, um, uh, would you talk to, would you want someone to talk to you the way you talk to yourself? Right. And I think that we would be mortified if someone else said some of the things we say, like you said, in our self-talk, it would be a bad, it would be a problem. (laughs) Right. So we definitely have to work on that.
0: I mean, so of all the things that we've talked about today, what's the main thing? What's the biggest takeaway?
1: Oh, wow. That's a good question. So many things. Um, But I think my biggest thing that I tell that I say more than anything else is that you can enjoy the life you have while you work for the life you want. Um, And I think that that says a lot about being grateful, says a lot about being present, about uh, taking inventory of where uh, the relationships you've been blessed with, the the resources you've been blessed with the, you know, state you're in, you know, you might be in a job that you feel like is not, is beneath you or is not for you, but what are you learning there? Can -hmm. you appreciate that moment? Can you, can you be grateful that there are, there is a percentage of people in this country and the even bigger percentage of of people in this world that are underemployed or not employed, you know, like can you take inventory of that and appreciate the life you've been given for this moment? Because, that same spirit of, um, of um, discontentment and not being grateful will carry you from entry level to higher level management to entrepreneurship. If you can't take inventory of um, what you've been given in this, this moment, you won't be able to do it when you have more. So that's my biggest. Um, that's one of the biggest lessons, the biggest things that I want people to get from Simply Passionate Life. Um, And I want the people to get from myself as I speak and work with women um, is to just really appreciate the life you've been given, um, even while you work for the life you want—faith, family, fitness, anything. Yeah.
0: Anything. And that's the thing. Like, even if you were given a million dollars the next day, like how many lottery winners lose it because they weren't ever, you know, appreciating money or in, when even when they had a little bit, they didn't know how to fully embody that, you know, grateful attitude about it. And so of course it, it's gone. And it's like anything right. else. Like, oh, I'll be happy when my husband starts doing this and then he would start doing it. And then you just find something else that, exactly. that makes you unhappy. So you're so right. You can't really... Can't really move to that next level of success until you are grateful for where you are, and like you said, learning from every moment. Ugh, I love it.
1: Yeah, because I mean, what what is success then? You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. if you continue to let your success be defined by other people and society standards, that's going to shift in 20 years too. You know, I mean, it was successful to, you know, I don't even want to go into that, but um, (laughs) it it just has to come to the point where when I have peace, that's success. You know, and I'm able to be at peace. And be able to relate to myself and sleep and wake up and be like, wow, this is good. You know, whether you're in a 500 square foot apartment or a 5,000 square foot house, like where you, your piece is really your success. And so 100%. Yeah, you're
0: going right. OK, so I do have some rapid fire questions. Ooh, rapid fire. OK. I like that. <laughs> Just three. Here we go. OK. Um, a passionate
1: life is. Hmm. <laughs> a passionate life is intentional. Ooh, I like that answer. I'm grateful for.
0: Oh, my loves. <laughs>
1: I have a lot of loves in my life. So my loves and relationships.
0: Nice. And what's something that you've learned in life that you wish someone would have told you earlier on? Ooh.
1: Mm. Well, um that yeah, what you think about yourself is the most important thing. Mm. You know, what you, what you think about yourself and um, what you think about God is the most important thing. Everything else is going to come, you know, come along, but figure out that first. I love that.
0: That's beautiful. Okay, so for our listeners, what's the best way to connect with you or book you for a speaking engagement and find out all the cool things that you're doing for women?
1: Oh, wow. So in this world of so many platforms, Lord, 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 <clears throat> you can always find me on my website, uh, www. And my husband laughs because people don't say www anymore, so that makes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, you can find me at my website. Mine is the www. Just simplypassionatelife.com. You don't actually have to put www in there anymore um, to find me. And then um, Instagram is one of my favorite platforms. Mm-hmm. As Simply passionate life. Um, But I'm on LinkedIn and everywhere else, same thing, Simply Passionate Life. So uh, my website is um, a really great place to start, especially if you are um, looking for a speaker or to get involved in my um, freestanding group coaching programs. But for the most part, website and Instagram. And is your YouTube channel still active? It's still open. I do a lot more um, reposting my live content from Instagram on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, because I began to realize that I had to force myself to take my own advice when it came to YouTube. It was a, uh, it was a lot of me trying to be perfect, get the perfect lighting, mm-hmm. the perfect production, perfect editing. And I was spending way more time in the what I was doing and not enough time in the why I wanted to do it in the first place. So mm-hmm. um, Instagram allows me to be a little more organic with it. Um, but I am in 2019 going to do better at weekly posting Um, my Tuesday night lives that I do on Instagram back onto my YouTube channel so that people can have access to it.
0: I love it. Well, thank you so much for all that you're doing. You are a true light worker in the world. I'm so glad that we connected and I'm so glad that I was able to offer you a platform to share your light with all the listeners today. Hey guys, this is Liz Carlisle and you've been listening to the Motherhood Unstressed podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if you love this episode, please share it with a friend. Please leave us a five-star review and screenshot you listening to this and what you liked about the episode and tag me at motherhoodunstressed on Instagram. And I will, of course, share it back out so that we can create more of a community vibe from the show. See you next time.